often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 541. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. And the last day of 2022 as I'm recording this, New Year's Eve. And uh, rockin' a cold. Uh, it's been a while since I've been sick while doing a podcast. It's been a while since I've been sick. Still hate it. Still hate it. <laughs> it's not coming back around again. It's not, I'm not getting nostalgic over being sick. It's not a pleasant thing. But there's been several podcasts in the 10 plus years we've been doing this. But, uh, I've unfortunately had the pleasure of being sick during it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, New Year's Eve. And uh, we did do uh, Christmas last week. Uh, recorded the show before uh, celebrating, I, I, I believe, with uh, with Shelly and uh, my mother and uh, over at the Muffin Man's with uh, Nabina as well was there. And I did get Shelly the uh, old record player there, and uh, he, uh, he enjoyed it. He was uh, quite pleased with uh, getting the... Uh, the record player, so I, f- I felt pretty good about that, and uh, I need to stop spending money because yesterday I went out with my mother and uh, for uh, Christmas I usually get uh, I usually usually take her to uh, the Cheesecake Factory. The pandemic kind of fucked shit up there for a bit, but there for a, we had uh, a tradition there for a little while where I would uh, take her for Christmas instead of like buying her an actual gift or something, I would take her out to Cheesecake Factory. Uh, you know, they're just you know it's, it's just seemed better to spend quality time together and eat than to uh, I don't know get <laughs> maybe I was being lazy but uh, and trying to find a good gift but uh, we we uh, went to go do that unfortunately uh, when we got to Cheesecake Factory yesterday there was like an hour and fifteen minute wait. And uh, we, we passed on that and went to Red Robin instead. But uh, before we went to Red Robin, I had told her that I would, and I had asked if she had, she had wanted a record player. So I gave her my record player, and I upgraded to a better record player. And I had to get a speaker with it, too, because it had no speakers. And unfortunately, I spent way too much money on that. And uh, now I must cut up all my debit and credit cards and just uh, destroy them before I completely ruin myself financially. Um, <laughs> it's really nice, though. And my mother really seemed to enjoy the record player. As uh, sh- We went to Vintage Vinyl uh, yesterday before going to Red Robin, and uh, she uh, picked up an Eagles record, and I picked up uh, the Undertones, which is an Irish punk band, if you're not familiar, from the 70s and 80s. They were together for like six year period or something, something of that nature. But uh, I enjoy the undertones a little bit. It's got like a, it's pretty much their whole discography, I believe. But because I only think they had a couple of records, it's like a best of. But I, I think it might just be all of their records all in one. 
It's a two uh two disc or two double LP, whatever you want to call it. Uh and then I got a Dick Dale record with Miserlou, so I can feel like I'm in a Quentin Tarantino movie. So I got that whole uh surf rock going on. Gotta have some Dick Dale. Have that sweet, sweet Dick Dale. <laughs> All of it side me. Uh yeah. Uh I haven't been to vintage vinyl in years. Um but uh man, that store is I mean, it was packed. There was a lot of people there yesterday. I imagine a lot of it has to do with the holiday. Probably a lot of people were off uh do the holiday. It was a lot of younger people. Lots some kids and stuff. Lot lot of youngsters being all hip and stuff, buying buying the vinyl. Buying the vinyl. And uh they did have I don't know they've if they've had this they might have had this forever, but they had a a deal set up with uh, Abbey Road, a picture of Abbey Road minus the Beatles to where you could pose in front of it like you're walking across Abbey Road and make your own Abbey Road uh, photo. I didn't do it, but I needed, I uh, didn't have enough people with me. I mean, I guess I could have asked people in the store, hey, you want to pose in this Abbey Road photo? <laughs> you got to have four people to do that. Might look kind of funny for one person to be walking across it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, man, it was, ah, man, vinyl's so expensive too. Like I really got to lay, I picked up expensive habit to get into or hobby. I'm considering it a habit. I like my collection of records I have right now though. I just need to stop going to places where they sell records for a while. <laughs> so I'd stop buying them. But I got a nice little collection. I got some tool. I got some Beatles. Undertone, some surf rock with Dick Dale and the Ventures. And, of course, I got me some Sam Cooke. I mean, what more do I really need? What more do I really need? Of course, there's always more. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I need a place or to get something to put the records in as well as to uh, have the record player on with a speaker. But I can wait on that. I ca- I've got it on my my countertop. <laughs> In the downstairs in the kitchen area. That's all. That's perfect place. It'll probably be there for four years. Just sitting there. Um, <laughs> it's right next to the big spot I have left open for a pool table that I still don't have. That uh, you know maybe one day, one day, hopefully I get it. I got to get one that has the tabletop cover, or that turns into a table like a normal table. You know, cover it so that way, one the cat doesn't tear up the felt. Also, it also would double as furniture, you know? I have a feeling, though, I'll do that. You know, I'll play pool a few times, and then it'll just be a table. <laughs> I w- I'm starting to feel like maybe I should just put, like, some furniture down there. I'm ca- I don't want to really get another couch, though, because the cat's just going to tear that up. These are hard life decisions. Hard life decisions. Ah, uh, and, uh... The the time to make those decisions is not where I'm I'm suffering from a cold. I did I did take a COVID test just to make sure it wasn't COVID. I didn't feel like it was COVID. Um like I haven't been tired at all. It hasn't like knocked me on my ass as far as that. It's mainly just the uh phlegm 
filled up, you know, in the in the chest and the noses, just constantly running. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. I haven't had any problems breathing or anything, but I can feel the congestion, a lot of congestion, and uh, <clears throat> no fever or anything like that. But uh, I did take the COVID. This is the first time I've taken the at-home COVID test. I uh, felt like I was waiting to find out if I was going to be a dad. <laughs> it was... And I did check the expiration date on it. It says those things are good because I've had them for a while. I got them when uh, the government did a deal to give out free tests and you just like give them your address and they send you a couple. I got like four four tests. And so I still had some from that. And uh, But this is the first time I've actually done the at-home one. I've done it at like uh, at the doctor's office a few times. Um, but this is the first time at the at home, and I I feel like the the test was accurate because again I I don't feel like I have COVID. Um, otherwise I wouldn't have gone out yesterday to vintage vinyl and stuff. I let my mom know I was. In the midst of a cold, <laughs> she's like, "Eh, I'll, you know, she's retired. I guess she's not too worried about getting sick for a few days." I feel like she might feel a bit differently in a couple of days when she feels like shit from having a cold. <laughs> but you know, we we seem to have a good time. We had a good time. She had uh, she got the record player, and uh, we uh, had some good food. Anyway, um, yeah. So I'm doing the uh, at home test, and. Uh, <laughs> It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. You get that little, uh, I don't know if you want to call it, app. no, not really applicator. There's like the strip that uh, you pull out, and then you got the big-ass cotton swab going all total recall. I, tr- I guess the first thing you do is you, you take the cotton swab and just cram it all the way up your fucking nose, and uh, which I guess it says like an inch or inch and a half. I don't look at the thing. I don't know. I've shoved it up pretty far, and... Uh, Try to see if I could floss the back of my brain, you know? Uh, but <laughs> I didn't do the, like, all total recall. I should have. I was more concerned about, you know, actually getting accurate results. <laughs> but, yeah, you you swab the inside of the nose like an inch in, like on both sides, both sides of the nostrils there. And uh, I it didn't hurt as bad as, like, uh, having the nurse do it so I'm wondering if maybe I didn't do it as good <laughs> although the last time I had a COVID test at the doctor's office it it wasn't that bad like they didn't go as nuts with the uh, the thing um, but uh, then you dip or put the uh, swab inside this vial of, with blue liquid it's almost like that liquid that you see at a barber shop how they have the uh the glass with the uh, blue liquid where they put the scissors and combs and shit in. I guess that's some kind of disinfectant. (laughs) I'm assuming that's not a disinfectant in the test, though. Just saying. I mean, I don't know. I didn't research to find out what what exactly they're using in the test. Assuming you're not putting in disinfectant, that seems like it would (laughs) be counterproductive. Anyway, um... Yeah, so I I put that in there, and uh, 
tried to drain the fluid out a little bit from the cotton swab in there because you need that fluid still in there when you put the uh, test strip inside it. And then I put the old test strip down inside the fluid after pulling the uh, pulling out the Q-tip, that is. <laughs> and, uh, or swab, whatever you want to call it. It's not really a q it's a It's a lot longer than a Q-tip. Um, and then you let the, uh, test strip in there for like 10 minutes. And then it's like, oh, just like waiting out. Am I going to be a, am I going to be a proud father of the Rona? Uh, (laughs) as I'm saying this, I'm sure everybody's probably already done a fucking at home COVID test. I'm like the last one to finally, finally do it. But, uh, yeah, I had the, the blue line popped up like immediately. Which the blue lines should pop up. If the blue line doesn't pop up, then you probably have a faulty test. But the blue line should always like pop up. That popped up, and it the pink line. If there's a blue and the pink line, that's when you know you got the Rona. They've it's detected the Rona, and uh, I kept like look glancing at it, and it looked like the whole thing was pink, and like it from the looking at it through the tube, and it looked kind of weird. And I'm just like waiting, like, come on, I don't see a line yet. I don't see a line. Then finally the 10 minutes was up, I took it out, and there was no pink on it whatsoever. There was no no pink, no line, no f- no faded. Solid blue line, though. Solid blue line. So according to reading the instructions, as long as I did it all right, I, I should be COVID-free. And, uh, of course, you know, there's a possibility. Maybe I did it all wrong. <laughs> and I've just been infecting people like crazy. I don't think so, though. I haven't had, I haven't lost my taste or smell. And when the time I'm pretty certain I had COVID, I was so fucking tired. <laughs> I I did have a little problems with breathing when I was like running and stuff. It took a while to get my lungs and everything back together. I've just got like phlegm and snot and congestion. That's like all I've got right now. So at some point in time, I might blow my nose. But because of this, you know, I had the fun of trying out the the old the old COVID test, and uh, yeah, I've got a couple of days to hopefully get myself better before I go back to work, and uh, <laughs> that's exciting. Oh, uh, I have to too, because I I'm I'm a newbie. Well, even if I wasn't a newbie, I mean, you got to work the day before and the day after a holiday if you want to get paid for the holiday days. So. I think I think I should be fine though by by then. I don't know. I'm not feeling that great today. I've got a few days yet. We're not going back till Tuesday. Yeah. But you know what? Phlegm tastes disgusting. I almost kind of feel like it would be kind of better if I did lose my taste because <laughs> I wouldn't have to constantly taste this phlegm. Just you know, for the duration of the cold, <laughs> which for me usually lasts like three weeks. Three to four weeks. It's ridiculous. Colds. I hate colds so much because I can never seem to get rid of them. I get it, and it's there for like three to four weeks. Often turns into a sinus infection. But uh, since I don't get sick as much now, hopefully it doesn't uh, doesn't happen. I think this is a, a pure result of me becoming such a recluse. Because I only really go to work 
and then the grocery store. <laughs> I was like, I'll pick my mom up, take her to the grocery store with me. You know, that's like the most human contact <laughs> I have these days, with the exception of I do a group run like once a month now. And we hang out and then have a couple of drinks afterwards. But for the most part, man, I am not around people. Not around people. When I'm at work, there's a good distance between most of the people I work with. So, I mean, it's not like I'm coming in. I eat my lunch in my car and stuff. So, like, it's hard for me to pick up germs. But I'm I'm pretty certain it's because it was Christmas time spending around with my family and everything. And there was there was children. And uh, I think that's, you know, a good chance kids kids get sick a lot. They have a weaker immune system and, you know, they're just not as clean with the uh, careful when you have real small children. They don't they're not real crazy about, you know, washing their hands and everything. They don't know everything yet. And they I, it's the weak immune system. I mean, they, they pick up viruses like all the time. And it's like, oh, man. I'm not blaming any specific children or anything, but I'm saying, you know, I, I unless I got it from the cat. <laughs> I don't know where he would have gotten it from, though. Uh, but I think because of the fact that I d- almost go nowhere, that uh, I've been lucky enough to not get sick that often because I am not taking care of myself that well. I'm not eating that well here lately, and I'm also not really running except for the once-a-month deal. So I can't say that my immune system is really strong or anything like that. And uh, the last time I really went out before Christmas was probably uh, St. Pat's uh, on on my birthday. And that was back in uh, March. And what happened? I got sick then, too. I was around people. I was around a lot of people. We went to uh, Maggie O'Brien's, had some killer food there. Killer food. Uh, With uh, old Shelly. And then uh, we went out to the Blues game that night on St. Pat's. And then the next day we went to a tool concert at the same venue. And then I ended up sick. I mean, we were around a ton of people then though. It's like, I, I'm almost like, it's like, it's my body telling me like, you should never go outside. (laughs) It's like, fuck you. You go outside. I'm going to get you ill. It's just not right. I mean, I don't, necessarily like being a recluse (laughs) I like doing things outside and publicly most of what is you know the pandemic really turned me somewhat into a recluse and then the lack of funds (laughs) really put the final nail in the coffin of me becoming a straight up recluse Um, but you know I, I like to go out and do things at least sometimes I don't want to get sick every time I do it. It's uh it's just not a good. It's just not good. Hopefully I can uh you know, I don't know, strengthen my immune system somehow. Tell it what's up. Uh, Cuz uh this shit's annoying. Shit's really annoying. Or, you know, maybe what I should do <laughs> anytime I go out around and I'm around a bunch of people just wear like full on decon suit. Show up to, you know, family Christmas looking like uh, <laughs> I'm going to handle some nuclear waste, you know? I think everybody will understand. Like, look, every time I'm around people, I I get sick. 
I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm going full on decon suit. It's just the way it's got to be. Just the way it's got to be. But, uh, you know, I'm imagining Back to the Future, the original, the OG, where uh, Michael J. Fox shows up or is fucking with his dad, Crispin Glover. With the uh, decon suit, and yeah, I, th- I believe he tells him his uh, name is Darth Vader, if I remember correctly. <laughs> As, uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that. Uh, oh man, I am gonna shit. I'm gonna have to pause for a second because I gotta blow my nose. <laughs> Ooh, well, that was that was something. Now I got phlegm in my throat. Damn it. <laughs> I moved it from my nostrils to my throat. <laughs> and I've Oh, kind of forgot where I was where I was going with anything there. Kind of got sidetracked. Um mm. Yeah, I know I was talking about the COVID test and all that clear there. Uh I was going to go to Jackman's today. I think I'm going to have to call them and let them know. I don't think I'm going to make it because uh, I kind of feel like shit. Don't want to get everybody sick. Even if it's not the Rona, I'm sure they're not going to appreciate, you know, getting sick. Uh, man, I, I was going to make hamburger casserole and stuff. and they were, I'm sure they were going to have, like, the buffalo chicken dip. Oh, I'm there, like, every year. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame, but I'm probably going to have to do that right after uh, ending this show, unfortunately. Man, yeah, I do feel like shit. (laughs) But hey, it doesn't prevent me from speaking into a microphone. I can't infect people through the internet. I don't believe with the human virus, that is. That would be a different kind of virus that you would need for the internet. Uh, But, uh... Yeah, unfortunately. Man, I'd I'd love to go over there. Play some board games. Last year they did uh, casino games. But this year they were talking about just doing a few people over and uh, having board game night like we've... Like it was traditionally what we do over at uh, the old bunker there. Uh, <clears throat> but unfortunately, it, man, I don't think it's a wise idea that I go over there. As, uh, maybe, well, I mean, if we play the game Pandemic, maybe that would, (laughs) or I guess I could, uh, participate if we just did some kind of Zoom thing, where, uh, I play the board games over Zoom. (laughs) I could sit in here on my, my computer, um, Kurt would, uh, bring up his laptop or something with a webcam, we could do some Zoom, Zoom board games. Uh, <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Sounds it seems like kind of a pain in the ass though. And it's just not the same as being in the room, but it would be kind of funny to play some board games through through my computer. Uh, but uh, I don't know. We'll figure something out after I get off doing the podcast here. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's a that's a shame, man. Good riddance to twenty twenty two. 
Suck a fat one, 2022. That's what I got to say. Mainly because, you know, I'm fucking sick. I did get, you know, this year I did do some pretty cool things, though. I mean, you know, my birthday, we did go out to uh, the Blues game, which is the first time I went to a Blues game in years, and only the second time ever I've done it. And then, uh, of course, we saw Tool again. That was pretty awesome. That was quite a few months ago now at this point. Um, and uh, I did get the Adam Jones guitar. And finally, a Gibson. That was like a lifetime, almost a lifetime. Since I was like 15 and I'm, you know, 41. So that's a long period of time to really want something. It's not like every day, though, I was like, oh, man, I need to get a Gibson. You know, there was years where I didn't play much guitar. So, you know, I don't know if I can say like a lifetime goal or it was there was a long period of time, though. I really wanted a Gibson. It was just wasn't a big priority, um, but it was something like, oh, man, I always thought it would be great to have one. And I finally got one. Thanks to Adam Jones. Just pushing all kinds of merch on me. And thankfully, I have not ordered the Epiphone version. I was close to buying one on eBay and I, I came to my senses. I was like, man, you can't can't afford to do this right now. Don't don't be don't be stupid. <laughs> and uh I I was not. In that in that moment I had some uh some willpower. I was able to uh hold myself back. And uh but that's it. since I've gotten that, I got that in October. I mean, I'm playing that sucker every night. Every night. With the exception of the one night I had dropped it off at the music store, River City Music, which is... I really got to stay out of that place, man. <laughs> I have been... Uh, I mean, that's where I got my... I did go jump back in there yesterday. That's where I picked up my Audio-Technica record player. Um, I don't remember the name of the speaker offhand. I'd have to go downstairs and look, and I'm I'm not going to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm buying records from that place now, and uh, it's I, I I go and spend some money in there. And they I mean they have some good used uh, records, uh, new and used, and it seems like they know, there's a lot of people going in there to buy vinyl. And they've got new and used uh, record players and speakers, all that stuff. I guess preamps as well. And uh, I did see when I went in there yesterday that they have rare vinyl. And I... Thankfully, I didn't buy this. I don't have the money for this either. (laughs) But they had a... uh, Beatles Magical Mystery Tour album uh, on vinyl that was on yellow vinyl. Apparently, it's pretty rare. If they wanted one hundred nineteen dollars for it, I was like, "Oh fuck, that would be fucking dope as all hell, though, to have that yellow." <laughs> all it is is the color. Why would it? Uh, I mean, at least I'm not getting into collecting NFTs. At least vinyl, like it's a physical thing. I can put it on. I can listen to the music. I feel a lot better about owning that than if I bought a fucking NFT that was just a digital receipt for nothing. (laughs) 
for some shitty art. I mean, sometimes it's okay art, but you don't own the rights to the art. You can't print the art and sell it. You can't somehow you can sell this receipt, though. Yeah, I'm still waiting. I know that NFTs have gone down now, but I imagine just when are people going to realize it's just complete scam? Just <laughs> uh, I know people have tried all kinds of ways to make it seem like less of a scam working into like games and shit and uh, and get out of here with the fucking NFTs man I don't care that's on the blockchain It's yeah, I'm glad to see crypto like going under now too I thought about it a few times getting some crypto just cause you know it seemed like a way to turn a buck, but uh, it seemed it seemed for quite some time now that the wheels were going to come off on the crypto, you know. But I don't know. I'm not an expert on any of this shit, which is also why I was like, you know what? I don't want to don't want to put money into that. <clears throat> I don't know how to short things. <laughs> um, and. Uh, it seems like if you're going to, you know, invest money into that stuff, you need a lot of money at once to make any kind of money off it. So, uh, anyway, mm. I was watching, uh, Shelly had sent me a, uh, link to a YouTube video, of the Alf Christmas special. Fantastic. I loved Alf when I was a kid. I didn't watch the whole thing yet. I watched like a half an hour of it. Um, as uh, it's like an hour long deal, and it's got the original commercials that were in there. It's pretty fantastic. There's this, there's this uh, real touching scene where um, Alf uh had snuck into. Uh, there was this fella that uh had helped uh, Alf's family that he was staying with there, um. He had helped the father, Willie, when he was a kid, gave him a place to stay at this cabin. He was letting him stay in his cabin again uh, just for Christmas. Just a, it was a nice gesture. And then he visited Willie and the family, and he had a bunch of Christmas presents that he had, he had fixed and stuff, and he was going to dress up as Santa and go go to this uh, children's hospital and pass out these gifts to children. And Alf sneaks into this van where he's got all these gifts, and he goes to the hospital, and Alf, he thinks he's, I guess, one of the gifts. And he's uh, this kid who I th- I guess she has cancer. I don't know that they actually specify what is wrong with her, but she's about to die, like, any second now. And uh, she ends up get picking Alf and names him Amanda. <laughs> As she thinks it's a stuffed animal and uh, starts uh, like f- giving Amanda like cookies and stuff. And uh, finally, Alf admits to being real <laughs> and everything, talking to this little girl. And come to find out, uh, he, he hears the doctor say that she's going to die here soon and that this will be her last Christmas. So that <laughs> it gets real touchy and sentimental, you know. Alf goes back in there. Is, uh, he was about to leave. He was going to go back to Willie and the family. He was going to make his way back there. And then he goes back like, oh, no, I got to talk to this little girl. And he's, you know, he's tearing up as he's talking to her. 
just big tears. And then cut to a commercial of McDonald's with Ronald McDonald being all super cheesy. You got Alf crying. And again, these are the original commercials that were the commercial break. It's this cheesy 80s Ronald McDonald commercial. It's fantastic. Great cut, cut, man. Great cut. It's like, oh, man, it's like in... <laughs> And I had to wonder watching the scene, like, is Elf going to do something to save this little girl? No, no, she's going to die. She's just, uh... <laughs> oh, I love 80s stuff, because it was more real. <laughs> Ish. You know, he is a fucking alien from, uh, Melmac. Which, I don't know, as far as I know, that's not a real place. Um, <laughs> there was, uh... <laughs> Uh, there was no no evidence that I'm aware of that Melmax existed, but uh, perhaps, perhaps not. Perhaps yes. Um, I thought that was just a great cut, though. And uh, after that, you know, I don't remember if I watched the rest of the commercials after that, but uh, he... <laughs> I don't Maybe he does save the little girl. I didn't watch the whole thing. Maybe he goes back again. Not sure. I feel like he should have some kind of alien powers or something. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he does save the day. But I remember, you know, it's very much like when uh, the Transformers were huge. Originally, like in the 80s. And I was a child at the time. And huge Transformers fan. And then they had the Transformers movie that came out. Now apparently Hasbro had decided that because... The cartoon was meant to just sell the toys. That was the whole premise of it, is to sell the toys. And that was the truth behind that. And, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and He-Man. Like, all the cartoons back then were just, like, half an hour long, you know, advertisements, basically, for toys. That's basically what they were. But, you know, I love the fucking cartoons. Ow, son of a bitch, just stub my toe. That was uh, not great. <laughs> I'm falling apart here. Um, but when the Transformers movie came out, they decided that they wanted, you know, to kill Optimus Prime because they wanted to sell some new toys. And everybody loved Optimus, Optimus Prime. And uh, I, I'm certain I saw that in the theater, but I don't remember if I got upset or not. I mean, I don't think so, but maybe. I don't know. Maybe my mom would remember. I'm sure I probably went there with her. I, I'm pretty sure I went and saw it in the theater, but, man, it's been so long. I don't – it's it's hard to remember. But I know that a lot of kids back then just lost their shit because Optimus Prime was killed <laughs> in this movie. But I miss that kind of shit, you know? Kids are going to have to learn. I mean, sure, maybe the uh, pandemic and stuff probably, uh, uh, you know, made kids a little bit more aware of that sort of shit. But uh, they were forced to hit reality. And they don't need it from a cartoon. But I miss having that shit in cartoons, having it a little bit more darker. Like, this is real life, kid. <laughs> Deal with it. Apparently, though, whenever that happened with the Transformers, I mean, parents were just writing Hasbro and, I guess, calling them, maybe, if there was a number, and just telling them how irate they were for traumatizing their child. 
They did end up bringing Optimus Prime back, though. Spoiler alert. As they brought him back in the cartoon. There was a whole thing. And uh, I guess all was right in the world. Which then taught kids, I guess, you could come back to life? <laughs> I don't know. Gave him some false, false hope. I don't know. They should have just left it with, he's dead, motherfuckers. Optimus Prime is God. I'm not a parent. This is probably good that I'm not a parent. As I'm, I'm talking this out. <laughs> uh, I might have different opi- opinions if I was currently a father. And, uh, on whether or not we should kill off their beloved characters. I mean, he was the beloved character on Transformers. I mean, that was the guy. He's Optimus Prime. What a great voice, too. Great voice. Yeah. Other than that, in 2022, though, was back to uh, speaking of 2022 and how 2022 can suck it. Um, yeah, sadly, that was like all the things I had mentioned earlier, the guitar and going out for my birthday. That was pretty much it. I mean, there was... I think I went and saw a movie or two in the theater. Oh, I guess I did see two movies in the theater, which is crazy. I mean, there was once upon a time in in my life where I went to the movie theater every weekend. And I think I saw like two during the course of this whole year, I believe. And I think I went and saw them by myself there. I went to uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, and uh, Doctor Strange 2. I believe that was... That was it. 2021, I saw like one or two movies in the theater. It's crazy. But, uh, <clears throat> but 2022 can't suck it as long as w- <laughs> the same with 2021 and 2020. Uh, the, p- the pandemic years plus the, have uh, just been shitty, you know, just not been great. Or I would imagine most people. And uh, shit, man. Yeah, I mean, you had the war in Ukraine going on this year. A lot of bad shit. A lot of bad shit. And now these horrible storms we got going on right now, which thankfully uh, I'm in an area where it wasn't really affected much by it. Was it one of the uh, millions of people in the U.S. that... uh, had their power out. Had to deal with freezing temps. I don't know what the fuck I do then. Me and Fox are going to have to like wrap up in a fuck ton of blankets. Maybe set some shit on fire. And man, that's no good if we lose power. And it's sub-zero temps. I mean, I'm sure I can find a way to survive. I don't know what I'm going to do to keep uh, Agent Mulder alive. He's looking over at me as I'm talking about that. Again, though, if I die and he's still alive, I mean, he's going to eat my face <laughs> and take my face off. Uh, I watch uh infographic show on YouTube sometimes, and they always have like a year, uh, like most of their stuff is like stuff on history, but then they also have stuff that's kind of like, 
eh, what they think's going to happen for like the next year. They, every year end, they do something for 2023 is going to be, which this year they said is going to be the best year ever. Now, it, years past, they've like with the last couple of years, they're like, this is the worst year ever. 2022, I think they had, had said it was going to be the worst year ever. They're saying 2023 is going to be the best year ever. And uh, they went complete polar opposite, if I recall, from what they did, had said last year. Which uh, I'm going to say this new video, man, they've said, like, not only is the war in Ukraine going to end, but all wars in general will end. I don't know what the fuck they were smoking, but obviously they must be in an area where it just became legal for <laughs> for weed and other things. They were feeling very optimistic. As they had said, again, all war, was, we were going to decide as people, like, war's just not right. We shouldn't do have wars. Um, I was waiting the whole video to, for an end and to be like, oh, no, it, it, this was just like a joke. And the, no, it never happened. Maybe they just thought that if they put it out there, then that would make it true. Like they could will it into an existence. I doubt it. I know a fair amount about human history. I'm going to say I don't see wars ending unless the machines take over and then, uh, you know, make us their slaves or, or what have you kill us, whatever they're going to do. You know, I'm not opting, you know, I'm not for that just in case any AI is listening. I do not want to die. <laughs> Please don't kill us. Uh, but you know, uh, maybe that would end wars. If uh, the machines just prevented us from killing each other, I'm not sure. But people just have that tendency to uh, to fucking kill each other. It's just a uh, thing. I don't claim to know what to, to do about that other than, you know, machines. But I feel like they might just kill us all. Because <laughs> that, would, that would stop us from destroying the planet and everything else. And Although maybe they'd keep us in like a human zoo. It's like a relic. And just like look at us through a cage. Show all those little robots like, yeah, this is what humans were like. This is uh, <laughs> this is it. Uh, it's uh, like if uh, you ever watched or read the book Slaughterhouse-Five, they have a people zoo at, at the planet uh, Charles Flamador where uh, they make the people uh, remain naked, but it's like a normal house what you'd normally have in a house, except for the walls or fucking windows. You have sex or shit, whatever, they're fucking watching you. That Man, that's weird. I've always kind of wondered, that, like, going to the zoo, you know, you're just watching these animals. And <laughs> they're shitting, they're eating, they're doing, you know, everything that they would just normally do, but then, you know, they've got hundreds and thousands of people fucking just staring at them. What are you doing? I've just imagined myself like right now, if I was like doing a podcast, and then I had a bunch of people staring at me, like these walls were fucking windows. <laughs> and uh, although the podcast wouldn't bother me, I mean, I've kind of had that. I've worked in radio a little bit, and the people will look in on you through a window as you're talking. But me, you know, it might be a little hard to say masturbate. I might have to find some kind of might have to give up masturbating that's just gonna be weird or some strangely i might get off on it that, and that's gonna be even weirder that 
alien staring at me and that gets me off. That's some that's some fucked up shit. Right, right, Mulder? He kind of agrees. Kind of agrees. <laughs> uh that wouldn't be pleasant though. Man. I I I can see I love it when animals like really react, you know, with fucking with people like when when they've got uh I haven't seen a whole lot of it in person. The animals kind of, I've kind of seen kind of screw with people, but I know I've seen a lot of videos of people at the zoo and stuff where, uh, you know, some kids like fucking banging on the glass right next to a gorilla or something. And then eventually the gorilla just turns around, smacks the fucking glass really hard and just scares the shit out of the kid. <laughs> uh, that stuff's, uh, priceless as, uh, Agent Mulder's, yeah, you know, I made the mistake of recording this an hour before he normally gets fed, and I think what he's bitching about is because he's hungry. I could be wrong. I might end up having to put him outside the room. He's uh, acting up that one. He likes to do that. When he gets within an hour or like two hours before it's feeding time, he's just all over it. It's And he's not starving. He is not starving. I give him treats too. But uh, he's very vocal. Probably because I talk to him a lot. And he talks back. He's learned that if he talks to me, I, you know, <laughs> I will I will respond. Ugh. But, uh, again, 2022 can kind of suck it. As, uh, though, you know, I did get Personally, I, I got a new job. I didn't mention that. Yeah, forgot that. And uh, that pays really well. Um, and uh, just got to stop spending money now. <laughs> Which has been a real problem for me this last month. Now that the holidays are over, though, hopefully uh come a little more to my senses. But, uh, man, hopefully there, you know, things do turn around a bit in this next year. You know, inflation may be going down. Hopefully. See, uh, the war in Ukraine end would be fantastic. That would be amazing. I really love for that to happen. And, uh, those are the two big things, man. That would just change a lot of shit. I mean, there would be a lot of positivity there. I mean... I feel like COVID's not that big of a problem at the moment as long as no new strains come out. Just hopefully, like, uh, inflation and the war in Ukraine end. And, you know, maybe maybe that fusion thing uh, gets developed a little bit faster than what they're saying. You know, they're saying it could take a couple of decades. I mean, that would be huge to have clean energy that wouldn't destroy the planet if we could just, you know... Make that happen a lot faster. Develop it a little bit faster. So we don't have these crazy storms and shit. You know, that seems optimistic that that could happen in the next year. But uh, maybe in the next 15 years. Because <clears throat> we need that shit kind of fast. Kind of fast. Uh, uh, it does sound like we are going to hit some real uh, warm temperatures coming up 
next year. Which, yeah, yeah. So I have to make sure that my AC's running nice and nice and uh, cool. Is uh, thankfully though, my AC doesn't for whatever reason doesn't cost as much. I mean, it's just always a thing, but it 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 doesn't cost as much to run the AC as it does the fucking heater, man. Especially when it's like negative temperature outside, <laughs> takes a lot to to heat the house. My my electric bill <laughs> is uh, as high this this next month is probably the highest bill I've had from, since being here. Man, it's and yet it's back to being like temperatures in the fifties and sixties right now. It's fucking fucking crazy, man. If it would just be kind of in the thirties, you know, it wouldn't be so bad to heat the place. However, you know, it's uh, a little bit colder than that uh, up until the last few days. Uh, as far as what I'm looking forward to in the new year. Yeah. I, uh, imagine uh, Shelly and I are going to go to at least like one blues game. He was talking about going to one in January. I'm kind of feeling like with all the money I've been spending, I should probably not do that since that's only a few weeks away. Uh, and, uh, should be seeing one in March at some point. Um, not on St. Pat's cause they're not playing on St. Pat's. I had thought about doing some kind of traveling, say like the uh, summertime, like August or so, but I don't know. Again, the uh, having the, the funds to do so could be, be difficult. <laughs> Though I miss traveling a lot. That would be exciting to go to Ireland or Canada or something. Or, you know, the next town over. <laughs> I've done that recently. I don't need to do that. That's not all that exciting. Um, or just go somewhere in the U.S. that's a little bit further away. Go to, uh, like, uh, California. I know I looked into uh, seeing... Uh, a movie at uh, the New Beverly, the uh, theater that uh, Tarantino owns and uh, runs, and their uh, podcast video archives. They uh, on that one. I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, they of course bought out uh, Quentin Tarantino. Roger Avery had worked at the video archives video store back in the day before they were filmmakers, and. Uh, it's kind of how they their film school was just working at this video store, and then they went on to become film, big filmmakers and shit. And uh, whenever video archives went under, they bought out all the videotapes from the store, and the podcast they go through watch all the uh, uh, movies that are in that collection, and they pick like three movies each podcast and and talk about them and uh and at the New Beverly Theater though they have uh they show those movies that they talk about on the podcast and i believe they are there sometimes so it'd be cool to go there and just like meet them and all that shit i mean that would be fantastic i don't know though i don't know i am a recluse <laughs> Which is ironic. My closest brush with death 
was uh, getting bit by a brown recluse. <laughs> we should be friends. We shouldn't be uh, trying to kill each other, you know? Me and the brown recluse, like, we're one in the same. One in the same. Although I don't go around biting people on toilet seats. Just saying. Just saying. I don't know what you've heard, but I do not. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, there's a good chance, you know, I might end up buying another guitar this year, this next year. Hopefully I get uh, the one I have gotten paid off already, though. And uh, I don't get too crazy stupid with buying stuff like that. Hopefully I don't end up with thousands of vinyl and, you know, nothing to eat. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty good about not completely fucking myself, though, so hopefully it, it works out. Well, I'll, find, I'll find a way one way or another. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll eventually win that damn Powerball or Mega Millions, and then... Uh, won't have to worry so much about funds, at least for a little bit. Because I'm sure even then, if I had millions of dollars, I'd find some way to blow through it all. I would buy some obscenely rare vinyl, you know? I don't know what that vinyl would be. <laughs> There's got to be some extremely expensive vinyl that I could... I mean, maybe not millions of dollars. Let's see what the most expensive vinyl is. There's got to be like one, like first recording ever. Most expensive vinyl ever sold. Hmm. Jesus. Okay. Here we go. This is Yahoo Finance. I think this is. Okay, this is of this year. This is recent. This is October they wrote this. Um. see here uh says the wu-tang clan <laughs> created the most valuable music recording in history and the story behind it is as outrageous as its price tag the staten island new york rap group spent six years secretly recording its seventh album once upon a time in shaolin but there's a good chance no one will ever hear it man i wasn't expecting the wu-tang clan to be number one on the but anyway, uh, in an artistic statement with no equal, the group pressed just one copy of the album and encased it in a hand-carved silver nickel box. That box and the album within fetched a record-smashing $2.4 million at auction in 2015. Its anonymous buyer turned out to be the most hated man in America, pharma bro Martin Screlly a hedge fund manager turned drug industry price gouger who went on to serve prison time for a variety of white-collar crimes. The federal government seized Scarelli's uh, assets, including the album, which it then sold to a 74-member decentralized autonomous organization known as Pleaser Dow for a new record high of $4 million in 2021. The group minted the album's ownership deed as an NFT and stored the nickel box in a vault in an undisclosed location in New York. What the fuck, man? Fucking NFTs. But Wu-Tang pressed the only one copy of history's most exclusive album as a double CD, not a vinyl record. Really? What the fuck? 
Since it's not on wax, it's not on this list, which is dedicated only to the most expensive vinyl records, each of which has an incredible story and price tag uh, of its own. Which, man, why would they... They should put that shit on vinyl, man. What the fuck? Let's see here. The Down Home Boys Original Stack Ole Blues. Estimated value 50 grand. Before he passed away at the age of 86 on September 26th of 2022, Joe Bassard assembled what is probably the most significant collection of pre-war 78 RPM records outside the Library of Congress. According to the New York Times, he had 15,000 of them at the time of his death. Among them was the original version of a song later popularized as Stagger Lee by the Grateful Dead and many others who went on to cover it. Bussard's collection included the only known copy of Down Home Boys, 1927 recording of original Stacko Lee Blues. Bussard said he turned down $30,000 for it at one point. Garden and Gun estimated it's worth upwards of $50,000 today. Now see, that makes sense. That uh, something that old would be worth... A lot. The the next one here is the Beatles. Oh, there's several Beatles on here. Shit. Uh, the Beatles. Till there was you. Sale price roughly a hundred and five thousand dollars. Till there was you is the uh, record that convinced music producer George Martin to sign the Beatles. In 2016, AFP reported that an anonymous British collector paid seventy-seven thousand five hundred pounds for the original. Vinyl demo record known as the Holy Grail of Rock Records. The 10-inch 78 RPM acetate record featured the namesake single on one side and the single Hello Little Girl on the other. 2016, the average pound-to-dollar exchange rate was uh, $1.36, meaning that the collector paid around $105,400. There's Frank Wilson's Do I Love You? Indeed I Do. Sale price roughly $112,000. Let's skip ahead. Yesterday and today, the Beatles sell price one hundred twenty-five grand. Well, oh shit! Yeah, there's a lot of the Beatles. Um, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, sold for two hundred ninety thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, Sgt. Pepper's is the defining album of the cult- counterculture era, so few eyebrows were raised when estimators predicted that a rare autographed copy would command thirty grand. At auction in 2013, an anonymous bidder ended up paying nearly 10 times that amount, crushing not only analyst expectations, but all previous records for a similar item. All four members of the Beatles are believed to have signed the cover right around the album's release in June of 67, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Elvis Presley's My Happiness went on to sell 300000 Jesus. It was, uh, of course, the first song the that Elvis ever recorded. So I can see how that would uh, fetch some good money. Man, most of these are all the Beatles. There's, then there's the Quarrymen. Uh, that'll be the day, and in spite of all danger. Those uh, estimated values roughly $410,000. For the Beatles, there were the Quarrymen, which consisted of John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, a couple of guys most people have never heard of named John Duff Lowe and Colin Hanlon. It was Lowe, however, who wound up in possession of a 1958 Quarrymen record that record collector named the rarest record in Britain in 2012. The publica- publication estimated the record's value at 200,000 pounds. 
2012 conversion rates, 200,000 pounds was worth about $318,000 that year. Then adjust for inflation, you got 410,000 roughly. Beatles White Album sold for almost a million. Jesus. 790,000. Of course, the Fab Four received their first four copies of an album that routinely finds itself near the top of many best of all time list. Although it's true title is the Beatles you're more likely to know it as the white album thanks to its plain white cover according to Radio X the album sold more than 3 million copies in the US alone within 4 days of its release most of them weren't worth any more than what they paid at the record store but the first 4 copies went to the band members themselves the very first copy number 0000001 Went to Ringo Starr. According to the Vinyl Factory, the drummer's fingerprints were still on the vinyl when it sold at auction for $790,000 in, uh, back in December of 2015. And then, uh, holy shit. The final top two round of this hour. John Lennon and Yoko Ono, Double Fantasy, which sold for nine hundred grand In 2020, Golden Auctions dropped the hammer on a recording that's notable only for its price tag. But it's for its gruesome backstory, five hours before he killed John Lennon on December 8th, 1980, Mark David Chapman got the Beatles frontman to autograph a copy of Double Fantasy, which he had recorded with his wife, Yoko Ono. Is this the one? Shit. Outside Lennon's New York City apartment, Chapman would return that evening to shoot Lennon twice in the back. Along with Lennon's signature in blue ink, the album cover contains police crime scene markings and original notes from an investigating detective who couldn't have known that the piece of evidence he was handling would one day be worth almost a million dollars. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. <clears throat> but uh, and you got uh, Bob Dylan's Blown in the Wind sold roughly $1.77 million. This is vinyl recording. Yeah, I could, you know, if I won the Powerball, I could make <laughs> some kind of bad decision and get one of these things. Um, Bob Dylan borrowed a page from the Wu-Tang playbook when he pressed a one-off physical recording that wasn't meant for mass consumption. And like Method Man, RZA, ODB, <laughs> Old Dirty Bastard, and company, his efforts broke auction house records. Dylan recorded a new version of his 1962 folk classic Blown in the Wind in 2022. Prospe- <laughs> prospective bidders were among the only people who have ever heard it. And in July, one of them plunked down the equivalent of one million seven hundred sixty-nine five hundred eight thousand. Or whoa, yeah, one million seven hundred sixty-nine five hundred eight dollars at Christie's in London. <clears throat> Jesus. Dylan's medium of choice was what Variety calls a newly invented kind of acetate recording with reportedly higher fidelity and a coating that is said to make it almost impervious to normal wear and tear. I would fucking hope so with that kind of a price tag. Does that count as vinyl? Well, the 10-inch disc can be played on a standard record player, which is enough to land it in the number one spot on this list. That's insane. (laughs) Ugh. Now that, uh, you know... That $119 doesn't seem too bad to me now for Magical Mystery Tour <laughs> over uh, at River City. Doesn't mean I'm going to be buying it, but I mean, it's kind of tempting. But uh, man, yeah, I hope uh, 2023 is, is a good one. 
Hopefully things improve. I mean, how much worse can it get, right? Uh, that's not a question I should probably be asking. <laughs> oh, it can always get way worse. Yeah. I'm kind of optimistic, even though I'm kind of fucked up from cold right now. I mean, I got Agent Mulder here. We're going to we're going to chill chill out and all that stuff. It's it's going to be there'll be some good times in 2023, at least one or two days. And uh, I guess Happy New Year, and uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.